This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and we are wrapping up this entire month of study. Uh, it's called Purity Matters. This is our last session, and we're going to focus on the idea of how do I keep my thoughts pure, and that's a, a balance to everything we've talked about the rest of this entire month. We've talked about why should I be concerned about living pure, and again, that was a reference to sexual purity, to our speech, our thoughts, everything. Why should I even want to live pure? Second week, we talked about why should I keep my body sexually pure. In the last session, we talked about why is it important to keep my speech pure, and then we're going to go ahead and turn toward our thoughts in this particular podcast, and I have still am in the studio with Kelly. Kelly, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me. Um, we're up here in the uh, beautiful mountains uh, in Northern California, Jeunesse Park, up in the Sonora Mountains. Kelly, this is a great for you because you're from Southern California. Um, yeah. So this is a nice change for you it's guys. Great um, Love being up here. As we get into this topic, you know, students probably think about at some point about this the topic of sexual purity. They may even think about the idea of keeping their speech pure because they know that some of the things that come out of their mouth probably don't reflect Christ. Do you think students stop and give much attention to the things they're thinking about? Not, not really often. Not as much as as yeah. we would like them to. They they need to. Uh, well, we all need to remember that we need to to think about what we're thinking about. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> and just, you know, kind of rewind and, yeah. you know, engage our brains before we engage our mouths. Yes. I know that was always a, an issue for me, and I still struggle with that, that of saying things before I ever actually mm-hmm. stop to think about what I was going to say. Yeah, self-monitoring uh, ourselves. Yeah, that's a great word, self-monitoring. Um, you know, God has helped me uh, recently to really begin to, to do that. Uh, oftentimes I catch myself with a thought. I'm thinking, okay, I need to say that. As soon as I get a break, I'm going to say it. And I thought, <laughs> no. I probably really don't need to say yeah. that, um, and that's good. I mean, that's a that's a sign that God's spirit's working in me, which is always a, a comfort to know. Well, we're looking at this question: How do I keep my thoughts pure? Uh, we're going to look again at three different scripture passages. First one is one of my favorite uh, books in the Bible, Colossians, and I, I really like these first four verses of chapter three in Colossians and this idea of set your mind on things above, uh, which we kind of got into. What do you see there in those verses, and what does that mean to set our mind on things above? Well, if we are if we're Christians, we love Jesus. We love God um, because he loved us. So he loved us first. So if you love something or you love someone, you're, you think about them. You want to please them. You want right. to. They're always on your mind. Well, I think that it's so important for us as Christians that we set our, our thoughts on Christ um, and what, what our purpose is here. And that's to glorify him. So we need to really um, focus on him a lot more than we do, I think. Well, and for years, you know, We've been exposed to the, you know, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And almost to the point that that's been been so overused that really doesn't mean anything to a lot of our students. But it really applies to this. What difference would it make in our students' minds if they actually stopped and thought about what would Jesus do or what would Jesus think? How how would you think that would impact them? 
Oh, that would be a huge impact. I think that if they actually stopped and thought, or if we actually stopped and thought about what Jesus would do, how he would respond, there would be a lot less hurt. There would be a lot less trials. There would be a lot less um, just pain and struggle, I think. Well, and I like the way Paul starts that passage too, that the whole idea of, of since then you've been raised with Christ. Mm-hmm. He kind of sets it in context and basically really as he was writing this letter to these folks was basically just saying, okay, listen, you guys are Christians. You're following after Christ. And because of that, your mind should be focused on him, not on all this other stuff that's right. around here. And we talk often about you know our students. There's a, a unit of study in this particular quarter on media, um, our media mania unit, that students are bombarded every day with images on television, things they see on the Internet, on Facebook, uh, movies they're watching, things they're hearing on the radio. They're bombarded with a lot of things too many things that aren't focused on Christ right. and it makes it difficult. So how can we help students just stop to set their mind on things above? Wow. That, that's really tough because that's what it comes down to. They, we need to be an example to them. We need to show them how. I think at first it starts with us. Absolutely. If we invest our time in them and, and show them, they need to see what that looks like, right? They need to learn through us. We can hold them accountable just like they can hold us accountable. It's it's not an easy thing to do. It's something that has to be learned. Right. And that actually is a good segue into this next life principle. We're going to jump over to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Again, a, a passage that leaders you probably have used from time to time, um, and it fits really well in this particular passage. And, and just kind of really park here just for a little bit and reflect through that. Philippians 4, 8, and our life principle is choose to think about right things. Uh, what do you see in that verse? How does that apply to this, Kelly? This is one of my my favorite verses um, in the entire Bible. And because it's such a wonderful reminder of that, you know, whatever, well, it just says whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. We need to be thinking about the the wonderful things. You know, right. we, we have a tendency to, to focus on the negative. We have a tendency right, to yeah. focus on um, the things that aren't going right. But what about the things that are? What about what we have to look forward to? What about the this wonderful gift that we've been given? You know, what about um, who Jesus really is, what he's done for us and, right. and where he stands in our lives? He needs to, if we're, if we're so thankful and appreciative for what he's done, then we should be thinking about the amazing things, whatever is holy, whatever is right, right. you know, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure. Yeah. Well, and our life principle is, is choose to think about those things. I mean, it is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're bombarded with all kinds of things that we can choose to, to look at. I mean, we sit down to watch television. And I make a choice about right. what I'm going to watch or what Absolutely. I'm not going to watch. We need to help students begin to get that idea that I need to choose to think about things that are going to honor God and, and glorify him, which moves us right into that third life principle. The idea of give Jesus control in Second Corinthians ten verses three through five. There's a there's a pretty powerful image here and idea in these verses. Um, what do you see there, Kelly, to help us get to the idea of give Jesus control? This is uh, we're the war that we wage is not against our flesh. Like it, it starts. It's more than just our flesh. This is who we are in our inner being. This is our our spirit. It's a spiritual warfare. So. These things that we um, battle are things that are internal. It's not, we have the choice. Like you said, we have the choice of what we do or choose to do or what we choose not to do. Um, 
this is where the the battle is in our thoughts of whether we allow ourselves to do it or whether we don't. You right. know, if you are watching a movie that you know is inappropriate, are you going to turn it off or are you going to sit there and watch it? Are you going to walk out of the theater or are you going to stay there because you're with your friends and right, yeah. you're embarrassed to walk out? You don't want to be a goody goody or whatever. This is this is so important because um, we need to realize that the the battle that we're fighting is not just against our flesh. It's it's who we are in our inner That's being. Right. Well, and, and Paul writes here to uh, allow Jesus to guard your mind, that kind of an idea. Yes. Uh, what does that mean? And how can we communicate that to students to, to allow Jesus to guard our mind? Well, Jesus needs to guard our mind because what every all sin starts with a thought, right? If you if you're unprotected, if you're not guarded, um, we fall susceptible to our sins. If it if it starts as a thought and we allow it to go beyond that, then um, if we're not protected, we can it can easily go beyond that. Right. We can actually commit the sin. We can actually do it, but we have the ability to stop it where we are because we have. Because Jesus tells us that we can. He, we have that ability. He gave us that promise that we can stand up against it. And, well, and one of the other questions here in our, in our leader guide is, what does it mean to take every thought captive? I think it's important for us as leaders to have a grasp on that before we try to communicate that to students. What does that mean to you, to take every thought captive? To, to think about everything that we say, to contemplate, to, to really think about it, to absorb it. Right. To um, put it, to make it practical, to understand it, our thoughts will lead to our actions. So if we think about what we're thinking about, (laughs) (laughs) that's it sounds so funny to say, but if we really think about what we're thinking, we think about what we're saying, then we can, we have the ability either to change it or to correct it. Well, and I think for me, it's it's almost that image of, you know, the, the Wild West, they're chasing after outlaws, and you have know, got this stray thought that is an outlaw thought. I mean, it's something that, that needs to be put in jail right. and, and to capture it and to put it away before I let it get out. Um, and again, for a lot of us, you know, that that is a, an area of Christian maturity as we've grown. Mm-hmm. It's easier to do that for our students who are struggling with that, but begin to, to challenge them to, to say, you know, really engage your brains before you say something, stop right. and think about what you're going to say. Right. That's absolutely right. Because we have a tendency to just not even think about what we're thinking. We have a million thoughts going through our brains and they're just going in and out and we're not without even realizing what right. we're thinking. Yeah. And too often we let that thought get past our lips before yes. we ever stop it. And, and as you can in- you know, discuss with your students, you know, once that, that thought is out there, once you've said what you've said, if it's real negative, it's awfully difficult to take that back and say, you know, I really didn't mean it. Um, and a lot of times our students will do that. They'll say something which they really mean and intend to hurt somebody, but then they say, Oh, I didn't really mean that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But they've already done what they wanted to do. So uh, this is a powerful uh, session to help your students think through that area of their peer thinking. Kelly, thanks for joining me this month. Thanks for having me. Well, leaders, as we wrap this up, our question again this week, how do I keep my thoughts pure? And we looked at three life principles. Set your minds on things above, choose to think about right things, and give Jesus control. These are just some real simple biblical principles that can apply to this area of thoughts. There are a lot of other things we can pull in. We wanted to focus on these three. Use this as a great discussion starter with your students to wrap up this entire unit on purity. might even want to go back and re- revisit that first session uh, just to drive home that importance of, you know, why should I even be concerned about living pure and how our thoughts fit into that. Thanks for joining us this month. Join us again next week as we'll begin a brand new unit of study.